time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Well, hey there, and welcome to another edition of the Retirement Roadmap. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller, founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting and the uh, registered financial consultant as well. You can find us online at roadmapfinancial.com for more great episodes and more information about Glenn and his team. We've got a great show on the way for you today. Going to be a fun one as we dive into lots of different uh, topics. In fact, lots of different ages, if you saw the headline of today's show. No matter where you are on the age spectrum of planning for retirement, there's going to be a piece of information in today's show that is helpful for you. We'll explain more in a moment. But first, Glenn, hello to you. And uh, how's life treating you? Hey, Walter. No, pretty good. Pretty good. How about you? Uh, doing well. Doing well. Glenn, Glenn remarked to me before the show, folks, he said, uh, you know, I didn't go to the office this weekend. So that was good. That was wonderful. But also, now I feel like I'm behind. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you, you like being able to put in that little extra oomph of, uh, of effort over the weekend, Glenn. But it sounds like you struck a good balance this weekend. So well done. Well, yeah, we had, uh, you know, it was it was more of a family weekend and um, visiting and, and that kind of thing. So it, yep. uh, it was it was well worth the, the time away. Excellent. Well, we are back to the grind, but hey, the podcast is is fun and easy, and so here we go. We're talking about the most important birthdays in retirement planning today, and essentially there are certain age milestones where we can kind of pick out some important things that really you, you're eligible for or that you should make sure are done by a certain age or just that you really need to start paying attention to X, Y, and Z in your retirement planning progress when you get to these different milestones. And so on this episode, we're going to look at all of those kind of most important birthdays as it relates to planning for retirement and cover some of the things that you should be checking off your to-do list at each of these ages. So we're going to start things off at age 50, Glenn. What kind of pops onto the radar screen around age 50? Well, age 50, Walter, you know, obviously, you, I mean, you're, 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 anytime you hit, you hit a new decade, right? It's an eye opener and it's just like, okay, what do I need to be aware of? Right. And what's, what's coming next? Um, but, you know, in terms of retirement planning, you know, one thing that happens at age 50 is, is that you become eligible for catch up provisions and catch up contributions for, you know, for like 401ks and IRAs and, and simply meaning that you're, you're able to put away more money for retirement. The, the concept here or the notion here is, is that, you know, oftentimes as, as folks are going through their, you know, their life, right? You know, you're, 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 you have, you have certain things and obligations that are there that make it harder to save for retirement in some ways. And the government wants to make it a little bit easier because they want to take some of the, the, the pressure off of them and social security and different things like that. So they, so they say, okay, well, look, you know, you're largely probably past, you know, a good portion of, you know, of raising kids, maybe some college expenses and that kind of thing. So we're going to give you the ability to put away a bit more money into your retirement accounts to help you quote unquote, catch up. So that's something to certainly be aware of in turning age 50. And, you know, and, and then, then the question is, is, well, you know, do you want to take advantage of that? And of course, it depends upon who you are and how much you've saved and, you know, and, and what other what other things that you're planning for in your retirement income. But it's again, it's one of those things that you want to certainly be aware of so that you can make a decision as to what's going to be the right right plan for you. And, you know, and, and if in fact you want to take advantage of that and, and if so, by how much and, and that kind of thing. 
wise and certainly beneficial uh, to remember that at age 50, uh, what you should start thinking about. And uh, it's nice that we have that opportunity to catch up a little bit. Now, you're still kind of hammering away, I imagine, most folks uh, when they're kind of going through their early 50s. So not a whole lot of milestones that we put in place from there to 55, but things start to get a little bit more serious at 55, right, Glenn? Why is that our next milestone age? Well, 55 kind of creates an interesting scenario um, for particularly for uh, for 401ks and thrift savings plans, um, you know, 403bs, those kinds of things. There are certain provisions that are there that are not necessarily there or actually they're, they're not there at all for IRAs. And that is the, you know, if, if everybody, anybody who's put money away into retirement type accounts, you know, kind of they, they've heard the the ages of 59 and a half. And, you know, which is this, obviously it's kind of an odd thing as a, as a half birthday, but but be that as it may, it's it's out there. And and so typically in most scenarios, if you're if you draw money out of a retirement type account, a qualified account, then you are. And if you pull it out prior to age 59 and a half, then not only are you going to pay any taxes that may be that may be on any of that uh, money that you're pulling out and and earnings or, or income that you're pulling out of those accounts but you're also going to likely be you know susceptible to and 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 for a 10% penalty in addition to the tax so that's something to you know that that folks are you know it's kind of drilled into them as, as they think about putting money into those kind of accounts that said at age 55 there are certain provisions under certain circumstances, particularly if you're, you know, if you're actually retiring from work and you're in your, you know, stopping work, that you can potentially begin to draw money out at age 55 and without, without incurring the, you know, the, the 10% penalty. You know, of course, you're still going to have the same amount of taxation that you would have had otherwise, depending upon what other income is showing up on your tax return. But it's something to be aware of. And there are, like anything else in, in these types of accounts, there are, there are scenarios that you've got to be aware of and rules and, and you know, and, and you've got to dot a few I's and cross a few T's. It's not just saying that once you turn 55, you know, any and all withdrawals are, you know, are, are penalty free. It's, it's not that, but you just, you know, as, as, as you start to transition to possibly an early retirement or those kinds of things, there are some provisions there to be aware of. And, and that's something that, um, that, that a lot of folks just are actually, frankly, are just unaware of. You know, and it's it's one of the reasons why there are certain situations that you might want to consider possibly staying in your in your 401k or at least with a portion of your money in your 401k rather than doing a rollover. I mean, a lot of times we, we talk about doing rollovers and all the reasons why to do that. But it's like anything else. There's pros and cons. And so there's, there's there are certain scenarios that it makes some some degree of sense to keep some you know some of your money, if not all of your money, into your 401k for for some period of time. Again, every situation is different, and you have to kind of look at all the details of it. But so just something again to be aware of as we're as we're ticking through the birthdays as that that are that are kind of milestones or, or trigger points, if that if you will. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. So that's 50 was the first one we covered. There's 55. We can fast forward a little bit more before the milestones start coming more frequently. This is that weird one, Glenn, where we get to 59 and a half. So we get to be like we're little kids again and celebrate the half birthday. Uh, <laughs> what's going on at 59 and a half? 
Well, that's why I, I just touched on that, you know, when, when we were talking, right? It's at 59 and a half, you know, if, if once you pass, you know, 59 and a half or you, you're there, then now you're now you're potentially eligible to draw money out of those accounts, IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, Roth accounts without having, you know, without having penalties, right? I mean, it's that now, now you're in the, the, the quote unquote, the penalty free zone, so to speak. That used to be between 59 and a half and 70 and a half, which again, it was always kind of an interesting, where did the half come from? But, um, you know, and now that's that 70 and a half has been pushed out a little further and we'll talk about that. But the, you know, it's, it, there's, there's a, there's a period of time there where, you know, that, that you, you know, before 59 and a half, you're not allowed to take money out except under certain circumstances, like we talked about with the 55. But you know, you, you have penalties before, and then you have this 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 window of time, I guess is probably the best way to say it, you know, until you know that where you're allowed to take out money without without penalty for you know premature penalty. And then you have, you know, uh, you know, later later down the line where there's required minimum distributions. And if you're if you don't take money out, and then you're gonna get penalized on that side. But 59 and a half is kind of the beginning of that that penalty-free zone, if you will. Penalty-free zone. We like that, and that's where we want to be as we start thinking about these kinds of things. And then we get to age 62, and probably a lot of our listeners, Glenn, knows what happens at, uh, they don't know what happened at 62. Yeah, at 62. Actually, there's a couple things that happen at 62, right? And uh, one one of the ones that, that comes up to, you know, to mind for a lot of folks is, is, uh, is Social Security, right? That you become, that's the first age that you become eligible to start taking Social Security retirement benefits, you know? And so when, now whether or not you should do that or not, that's a whole nother conversation. And of course it depends on your, on your situation, but it's, but it's the, it's the beginning of it's like, okay, now that there's, again, we have a window that starts to open up. You've got from, you got from age, you know, you know, 62 on up to, you know, age 70 is, is the, is the, is the longest you can delay your Social Security and, you know, and, and, and have, and have uh, certain, you know, benefits by delaying, but you have that window of time there. The other thing that happens, Walter, is, is that, that, um, you know, there are certain situations in terms of your mortgage and, and thinking about what are you going to do and how are you going to do it that, you know, you can become eligible for, uh, for a reverse mortgage at age 62. And I won't get into the, you know, the good, bads or uglies about that because there, again, it's, it's a financial tool in the toolbox. There are certain situations where it might make some degree of sense and, and sometimes where it makes a lot, all kinds of sense. Other times where it doesn't make any sense at all, but it is something that happens at age 62. And, and it's one of those things that's probably if you're, you know, if you're, if you're close to that age, you at the very least want to become educated about what's what's what happens at that at that point in time and how that financial tool works to see whether or not it would be advantageous for you or not because there are times when folks are surprised where it's like huh I didn't know how that it worked that way and that might be helpful other times it's like no nah, that, that that I don't think that's going to be for me or certainly not not at this point in time but again just be being aware of what's available and you know when what happens at certain ages I think is an important thing for folks Absolutely. That's 62. And, you know, the other things will start happening between 62 and these next couple of ages. So, you know, some of the things that you, quote unquote, should be doing can kind of apply to any ages in here. But uh, certainly you start to become eligible for more things or more things start kicking in, all that kind of stuff as we walk through. So this next one would be age 65. What happens there? 
Well, and that, that's one of those that I think almost everybody is, is like it's on their radar, right? As, as to, uh, you know, Medicare, right? Medicare becomes, you know, you become eligible for Medicare. You've been paying those FICA taxes, you know, for Social Security and Medicare and, you know, and, and different things throughout your, you know, throughout your whole work history. And so at that, at that age, that's where you, that's where you become eligible. And, you know, and then the question is, is, are you going to retire then? Have you already retired? You know, what, how are you going to cover your, you know, your medical insurance and Medicare becomes one of those possibilities. And again, for it's, it's not, it's not necessarily a one size fits all at that age. Although, you know, more often than not, I think an awful lot of folks, you know, start doing, you know, taking, you know, their, their Medicare benefits. Certainly you're, that's, that's where you're, you, you get signed up for your Medicare part a at the very least. And so that's a, that, that you want to make sure that you're, you know, you're aware of all the different things that happen. Medicare is a, probably could be a, a show all, in and all of itself. There's, there's so many if, ands and buts about it and, and different things that, that, you know, that happen. And if you do this, then you don't have to do that. But if you don't do this, then you have to do that. It, there's, there's a lot to it, but, but age 65 is, is when the, is when the door really opens for the vast majority of people for, you know, for the eligibility for Medicare. Yeah, it's certainly a big age that a lot of people have their eye on. All right. So then we get to um, an either or age. So some of us will celebrate at age 66 here others at 67. Right. Well, I mean, in somewhere in that in that um, in that range is where folks reach their quote unquote full retirement age, at least as far as Social Security measures it. Right. Some folks are at age 66, 66 in a few months, possibly up to 67. But that's where you have, you know, there's a few additional rules that come into play there for Social Security. And, you know, again, what you what what's considered to be your full retirement age. You know, what does that really mean? Well, it's just like you now you've reached that place where you're not going to if you if you take your if you start taking your Social Security benefits prior to your full retirement age, they're going to, re, you know, they're going to reduce your benefit to some degree, depending upon how much early you take it. Right. In terms of your monthly benefits. And then you could potentially delay it beyond your full retirement age up to age 70, as we kind of talked about a little bit before, where you can get out, you know, you actually can get retirement, you know, retirement credits. Right. Where it's you you actually get an enhanced, you know, monthly benefit by by delaying it. What happens with your Social Security when you start taking your Social Security benefits prior to your full retirement age and you continue to work? You are going to only be able to earn but so much before they start reducing your Social Security benefits because you've gone over an earnings threshold. And I don't want to turn this into a, you know, to a full blown show on Social Security and all the all, you know, go deep in the weeds with all the different rules. But it's something to be aware of that, you know, there are situations where some folks are going to continue to work. They reach that full retirement age. They it might make sense for them to turn on their Social Security benefits and continue to work. But now they they're they're not governed by this earnings threshold if they go if they go over a certain amount of earnings that their social security benefits start to get reduced. They're able to literally, you know, keep all their social security benefits, at least the ones that aren't subject to taxation. And that's a whole nother conversation. But there's there's a there's a distinction there, a line in the sand that that you can now now certain things happen at that full retirement age. Yeah, full retirement age. A lot of people, that's uh, music to their ears, I would imagine. Now, uh, we've had to update this final birthday age to age 72. Uh, that one used to be, what, 70 and a half, Glenn? But we got rid of the half and, and bumped it up to 72 not too long ago. 
Right. Yeah, no, and then you're exactly right, Walter, and that's required minimum distributions, right? And so we were talking about just a little earlier at the, you know, that 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 penalty-free zone with your IRAs and 401ks and those kinds of accounts that, you know, once you reach age 72, then you have to start, you know, in the year that you turn age 72, you have to start taking required minimum distributions from your, you know, from your traditional IRAs, from 401ks, from 403bs, you know, from those types of qualified accounts. There are some exceptions if you are, if you're still working and you're, and you're, and you're making contributions into, you know, like a, like a 401k at work. Well, if you're continuing to work, you may not have to take required minimum distributions at that point in time on that particular account. Or, you know, or if you have, you know, if you have a you know, multiple, you typically aren't going to have multiple that you're participating in. But, you know, you let's say that you reach 72 and you have an IRA, a traditional IRA, but you're continuing to work and you have a 401k at work. That's a scenario where it may be possible that you have a required minimum distribution on your IRA, but not on your 401k. Right. And so, you know, you want to make sure that you know exactly what's going on with those with those rules and how it works, because the the penalties for not taking a required minimum distribution are pretty stiff there. It's fifty five zero percent of what you were supposed to have taken plus the tax. So that's a, that's a pretty stiff penalty. And, 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 you know, the IRS is pretty, uh, you know, <laughs> they're pretty serious about that deal. So you want to make sure you understand the rules and, you know, and, and how they apply to you, because again, it's not a, it's a one size fits all. I mean, the, the rules are one size fits all, but your situation might not be the same as somebody else's situation. And so the rules apply differently. If you follow where I'm going with that, Walter. Certainly do. So we've marched through lots of these ages, 50, 55, and then all the way up through uh, the various different milestones that you hit in your 60s, landing on eventually age 72 with those RMDs. So, Glenn, as we look at these kind of, you know, most important birthdays in retirement planning, I'm going to cheat for the last one here and say that the most important age out of all of these is uh, is going to be your next one. It's, it's sort of a trick question here, right? What, why is sort of just that next birthday or even the age that we are right now really the most important one? Well, Walter, I mean, it's, it's, it's educating yourself, right? Being aware of some of the things that we were just going over, you know, putting into context, you know, how do these ages, you know, match up to your particular situation and what your plans are, or what you, what your plans want to be, or do you have, you know, have you for- started to formulate plans, right? Really, it really becomes important that it's, you know, you can have certain, you can have certain ideas about what you want to do and when you want to do it. And you, again, you want to make sure that, you know, to, to the extent possible, you can, you know, you can make sure it's like, okay, well, these rules are here. This happens at this age. That happens at that age. So it might influence or, you know, you may have you tweak your plans just a little bit so you can be a little bit more efficient or get maybe a little bit more money saved or make sure that you avoid a penalty, you know, and, you know, and dotting all your I's and crossing all your T's and being strategic about what you're doing. And certainly you can never start, you know, planning too soon, right? Never start too soon. A good way to end today's show. That is for sure, Glenn. 
So there you have it, some important ages throughout retirement planning. If you have surpassed some of these ages and you've not addressed some of the things that Glenn has outlined for us on the show today, might be a good little indicator that it would be a good idea to come in for a review of your plan, of your situation. And you can get a free consultation with Glenn and the team by going to RoadmapFinancial.com. Click on free consultation at the bottom of the page. Glenn will make sure that whatever age you are, you are kind of meeting the different uh, requirements uh, of that age as it relates to your retirement planning and even be better than just meeting standards, of course, but making sure that you're excelling and that you're getting a great financial plan in place for your future and uh, get, be getting you ready for all of these other milestones in, out ahead of you. So if you want to schedule that time to meet, come in for a visit. Again, go to RoadmapFinancial.com. Click on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page. And, of course, you can always call instead 336-291-3535, 336-291-3535. And you can meet in the office or remotely, as many people are these days as well, whatever you're comfortable with and what works for you. Glenn, appreciate the help on the show today. Enjoyed this one, and uh, we'll look forward to chatting with you again next week. Absolutely, Walter. Take care. New episodes weekly. Come back and join us for another edition of The Retirement Roadmap next time. Thanks for listening. <music> 